so I may not know what is going on on the screen, but I will try my best to see what we can do to move forward. And I'll be sharing on the subject, nothing but the blood of Jesus. And um, I think the blood is significant. It is so important that sometimes we, we take it for granted. But the blood is precious. Amen? And um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about about this today. So if you would just um, turn your Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22 to 24. Father, we pray that you will help us this morning as we go into your words, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Cause your word to bring transformation to our life. Let it not just challenge us, but let your word change us for your glory and for your honor. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If one of the ushers could bring a bottle of water for me, please, I'll appreciate that. Um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse um, 22 to 24. But you have come to Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Uh, could you just read verse 24 one more time? Verse 24. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Thank you very much. As you read the book of Hebrews, I want you to be mindful that the book of Hebrews Is a, you will find a lot of references to the Old Testament in the book of Hebrews. But the, the main theme of the book of Hebrews is there is a better way. It compares there on the, the Old Testament with the New Testament. And so today, I think we are confronted with a question question that is of supreme importance. That question is, why did Christ came into the world? Sometimes we confuse that 
Why did Christ came into the world? What's the bottom line? And, and we tend to confuse that with what Christ did when he came to earth. And, of course, he preached the kingdom of God and he healed the sick. Remember that? He performed miracles and signs and wonders and confirmed the kingdom message. He showed us the way to love. But he came for only one reason. And I want to declare that reason today. It is to save us from our sins. Somebody say that. Christ came to save us from our sins. That's the bottom line. You know, it's like, I know that he raised the dead. He healed the sick. He performed miracles. But that's just the icing on the cake. The real reason that Christ came is to save us from our sins. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. And so make sure you have your Bible ready because sometimes the technology fails us like it's failing me today. And she will bring forth a son and... You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. What he will do? Save his people from their sins. Christ came to save us from our sins. And I, I, I know we're concerned about what's going on in our body and in our health and what's going on all around us and, uh, and, and what's going on in our finances but could I remind you that uh, I am happy today, I'm happy today. The songwriter says, in Jesus' name, I'm happy today. Why? He has taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm happy today. Hallelujah. So that's why in the middle of sickness, and I see Ian, and, and as he does um, dialysis, uh, every day he still has that joy. He still has that, 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 that hope. He still has that joy because his joy does not lie in whether he is sick or, or whether, whether he's not sick. His joy lies in the fact that he knows Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And that's where our joy comes from. Keep uh, the book of Tim, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. I love it. Christ Jesus came into the world. Oh, I forget I have a reader. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. See, he came into the world, the apostle Paul is speaking, to save sinners. And I love how the Apostle Paul put it, for whom I am chief. You know, normally people say, you know, God came to save sinners. And they point this finger. But the Apostle Paul said, of whom I am chief. I'm the worst of sinners. Sometimes we feel that we are better than others. 
But when we understand what Christ did on the cross for us, we realize that we are an individual and we are chiefest of sinners. I love how the Apostle Paul puts it. And so the life must understand that he came to save us from sin. This is why the Bible places such emphasis on the blood. We're going to have communion in a little bit. The blood of Christ that was shed on the cross. It is the blood, his blood, that we are saved. It is by his blood that we are saved. There's an Old Testament scripture, Leviticus 17 and 11. And what it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Wow, the blood. You see, the blood is mentioned over 700 times in the scripture. And the word blood is the, it, it, it's the, it's the life of the body. So when the Bible speaks of the blood of Christ, it means his sacrificial life was given on the cross for our sins. His blood is a covenant blood. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28. How many of you? A covenant he made with his blood. For this is my blood of the new covenant. A new covenant. Not the old covenant, but a new covenant. Which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. It is a justifying blood. A blood that justifies. You know what the word justify means? It means to declare not guilty. When you have sinned and you have failed God. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. He steps right in and declare you not guilty. Read that, Brother Tony. Romans chapter 5 and verse 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. It is because of the blood. You know, when I was growing up as a little boy in church, and there was a demon-possessed person, and you know them because they will kick and ramp and say all kind of crazy stuff. And so the pastors and the ministers will go to pray. And I was just a little boy, and so the deacons will come and say, you just plead the blood. And we would be there as a little boy, and little we'd be there and saying, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, because we were so scared. We didn't know what was going on, but what they, say, what they are saying, you need to cover yourself with the blood. Because I have seen people pray for people and the demon from one person jump on the other one. If you're not covered with the blood, you are in trouble. That's why when, the, when, the, that's why when I see the blood, yeah. when the enemy see the blood, he has to pass over you. It is important to plead the blood of Jesus over your life. And so the blood is a forgiving blood. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. In whom we have our redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. We, the blood forgives. 
That's why we can forgive others. Some people can't forgive people because they don't understand the principle of the blood. If you are washed in the blood of Jesus, you can't hold resentment. You can't hold bitterness. You can't hold unforgiveness. There is forgiveness in the blood. And for a matter of fact, forgiveness is not for anybody else. Forgiveness is for you. Because when you hold somebody in your heart and resentment, you are just frustrating yourself, putting pressure on yourself, stressing out yourself while they are going about their business. While they are happy and doing their thing, you stressing yourself out because of what they have done you. What you need to do is to forgive them and place them in the hand of God and free yourself because of the blood of Jesus Christ. There is forgiveness in the blood. There is reconciliation in the blood. That same Ephesians 2 and 13. Reconciliation through the blood. 2 and 13. Uh, we'll move on. There's cleansing in the blood. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. There is cleansing in the blood when you are washed with the blood hallelujah it doesn't matter though your sins be as scarlet they shall be white as snow but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship with one another and the blood of jesus christ's son cleanses us from all sin Oh my God, some of you writing down that. Because when the devil comes in and tells you that you're dirty and you feel so dirty and, and, and you feel so unworthy, you need to read those scriptures and know that the blood, you can apply the blood of Jesus to your life and find cleansing. There is sanctifying. It is a sanctifying blood. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 12. You know what sanctify means? To sanctify something means to set it apart for special use. Can I tell you that the blood has set you apart? That you are special? Can I remind you that you are a chosen generation? That you are a royal priesthood? That you are a holy nation? Let's read the scripture. Therefore Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. Suffered outside the gate. The blood is a redeeming blood. Revelation 1 and 5. How many of you know that we are redeemed not with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the blood. To redeem means to buy back. Somebody has pawned something and you have to go and buy it back. You have to redeem it. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. In his own blood. I'm, I'm excited this morning because the blood of Jesus, it shall never ever lose its power. Somebody say the blood, blood will never lose its power. We want to continue. Because on the cross, 
Christ redeem us from our sin. You know, you know, my 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 somebody, uh, my daughter, my my car was left open, and so my my wife had bought one of those um, Bluetooth JBL speakers, and uh, I had my iPad and stuff in there, and somebody stole it, and so we reported it to police. The cops came and take fingerprints of my truck and different things and. And so we keep up with the, with the investigator. He came to our house and was talking. And, and eventually they, they, um, they found the guy and called us and let us know that, hey, they found the guy. Uh, what, what did we miss in the van? What did we miss in Sarah's car? And, um, and so they, they found some of the stuff in a pawn shop. So we, had, we, we were saying, well, we're going to get back our, our stuff now. Just go and get it. But you got to pay for it. Could you imagine that, Ian? You're going to pay for your own stuff. And then when the case, course is, the, 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 the case is over, then the court is going to reimburse, and, and that's how it goes. But you've got to pay for your own stuff. And I thought about Jesus Christ. I thought about God, how he created us. We are his. But we have messed up. We have failed him. We have gone our own way. We have allowed the devil to come in and do uh, what he wants with our lives. And now he has to come, and now he has to dip in his pocket. Now he has to take his only son, his only son. He has to sacrifice and let his blood be spilled, and he has to buy. That's how much he loves us. Yeah. So now I don't, I don't have my iPad. I don't have the GBL because it's not that important, right? But you know what? You and I are so important to Jesus that he didn't wait. He sent his son. To die for us. Could I just remind somebody that the Lord loves you. Don't let anybody tell you differently. You're redeemed by the blood of the Lord. That's what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He redeemed us from our sin. And he lifted his voice in victory. And he said, it is finished. You, you know where in the Old Testament when the, when the soldiers say it is finished, it means that a battle that they have been engaged in is over and they had the victory. So Jesus knew their custom and so on the cross when he was about to give the last breath he said it is finished. Amen. Could I remind somebody it is finished. It is finished. Romans 19 and 30. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Death is finished. The law is finished. Redemption is finished. The plan of salvation is finished. It's done. It's over. We have the victory. We are not going to be victorious. We have the victory. Victory is ours. Somebody said victory is mine and the battle is the Lord's. And it doesn't matter what confront us. Jesus said it is finished. It doesn't matter what you're going to. The battle is finished. You just have to wait and praise God and trust the Lord. See, the, the, the blood, the blood is how many of you know the people's blood could speak? 
I want to prove to you because the writer of Hebrews, he gave a, a, a contrast between the blood of Abel and the blood of Christ. And, uh, and remember Cain murdered his brother. How many of you remember that? He murdered his brother Abel. And God confronted Cain. And listen, in Genesis chapter 4 and verse 10. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. You see, the blood, your blood cries out. Can I tell you that today that the blood still speaks? Abel's blood cries out for justice. That's God's word. The, the blood of your brother cries out for justice. He was murdered. Jesus speaks a better word. His blood cries out today for God's mercy upon our lives. He goes into the throne of God and he cries out for you, brother George. His blood is crying out. When you have sinned and you have failed, Christ's blood cries out for justice. It cries out for mercy. Could I say to you that his blood still speaks. His blood still speaks today. They, we can approach God freely with confident because the blood speaks on our behalf. Oh, hallelujah. We have a high priest, the Bible says, that is touched with the feelings of our infirmity. Sabina, God knows what you're going through. When nobody knows how you cry at night as you lost your father, I want to tell you that God knows because he lost his son on the cross of Calvary. Oh, we just take this blood for granted. As we take communion in a little bit, could I remind you that the blood is sufficient. Not only it speaks, but it is sufficient. It is all that we need. See, the blood in the Old Testament sacrifice, it could not really be sufficient. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22. And then chapter 10 and verse 4. And according to the law, almost all things are purified with the blood. And without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. That's why in the Old Testament, they had to shed blood. The blood of an animal. Go ahead. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Could you read First Peter chapter 1 and verse 19? Because his blood is precious. But with the precious blood of Christ. Oh, somebody. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. The blood of Jesus Christ is precious. I'm showing you from the scripture. It is precious. Sometimes we treat it as though it is just trash. You know why? We do exactly what God tells us not to do. Do you know that you can crucify God afresh? 
when God has washed you and God has saved you and God has sanctified you and God has you as the apple of his eyes and you go and mess with sin, the very sin that he played his blood to take you out of, you, you went right back in sin. You are crucifying the Son of God afresh. Anybody ever been hurt before? You've been hurt and broken. For the situation, whether it's a money situation, it's a moral situation. And after a while, you just, okay, time heals everything. But after a year or two, the person come and do it again. And it opens the wound. And you start bleeding even worse than the first time. Because you can't believe they did it again. I forgive them, but they did it again. And we go back on God. We do it again. Could you imagine the hurt? Could you imagine we are opening the wounds of Jesus all over again? He's feeling the crown of thorns on his head. He's feeling the 39 stripes on his back. Hallelujah. When we are clean, we must stay clean. We must walk clean. We must talk clean. We must live clean because the blood of Jesus is precious to us. We must think twice. We must think twice and three times before we fail God. I'm coming to a close. The bloodline of Adam versus the bloodline bloodline of Christ versus the bloodline of of um, Adam revelating in Romans chapter 5 and verse 12 to 21 let's take our time and read this we get ready therefore just as through one man's sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who had not sinned according to the likeness of the transgression of Adam, who is a type of him who was to come. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. 
justification. No, you you got to chew on that. That's, that's a lot of food right there. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, yes. resulting in condemnation. Right. Even so, through one man's righteous act, hmm. the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. That's Adam. So also, by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Oh my God. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. Much more. Sin so abounded. that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see mm. the comparison? Yeah. See the comparison? Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Let me tell you, God's grace will win every time. I don't care how far you have gone. I don't care what you have done. Where sin abounds, grace much more Bound. So the, the, the blood must be applied to our life. It must be sprinkled upon our life as we and there's a number of scriptures and, and because of time but the sprinkling of the anointed blood means it means to imply or to to apply that blood to our life. How can you apply that blood to your life? How can we apply that blood to our life? Because it must be sprinkled. In the Old Testament, in the Passover, it was sprinkled. That Exodus 12, 22. It was sprinkled. And I'll just read that one, but we have a, a number of scriptures. But let's just read that one. Because it had to be sprinkled. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood... That is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. Wow. And I know I give you a number of scriptures, but we're gonna you just skip skip the scriptures that I give you and go to Exodus twenty nine and verse twenty. Then you shall kill the ram. That's the consecration of the priest now, Aaron. Yeah. And take some of its blood and put it on the tip of the right ear of Aaron. Oh, and, that's Aaron and his son mm -hmm. as priests. That, that, that is how the blood must be applied in the Old Testament. Go ahead. And on the tip of the right ear of his sons, on the thumb of their right hand, and on the big toe of their right foot, and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar. 
was applied. So today we can apply the blood of Jesus over our life. We can apply it over everything. And I just skipped some scriptures. They applied it over the covenant. They applied it over the doorposts. They applied it over everything. Sometimes I walked in my home and just plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I plead the blood. You, I walk in my kids' room. I plead the blood of Jesus over their bed, over the dresser, over, over everything that I plead the blood of Jesus. When they were younger and sleeping, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Hallelujah. Because the blood will never, ever lose its power. The blood has power. They will sprinkle it on the doorpost and on the window post, lintel, and, and, and he said, because I am going to judge, uh, I'm going to judge the, um, the, 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 I'm going to judge Egypt, uh, and, 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 and the dead angel is coming, and, and, and you, you need to kill an animal, and you need to sprinkle that blood, because the dead angel is coming, and he's going to kill everybody. But, somebody say, but. God told Moses, but when the dead angels see the blood, <laughs> oh glory to God. How many of you know the dead angels mean the devil, Lucifer. He has nothing good up his sleeve. He came to steal, to kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your family. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal your sanity. But I came by to tell you, he's coming after your home. He's coming after your body to bring sickness. He's coming after your finances. But can I tell you, when he sees the blood of Jesus, oh glory to God, even though he comes to kill you, but when he comes and he sees the blood, he has to stop because the blood has power. I don't know what you're going through this morning. I don't know what you're facing this morning. Probably you had a bad doctor's report. But I, I want to tell you today, whose report will you believe? My Bible tells me that he was wounded for my transgression. And he was bruised for my iniquity. That the chastisement of his peace was upon me. And by his stripes... Whatever he comes to destroy, get ready to plead the blood. Plead the blood over that wife. Plead the blood over that husband. Plead the blood over that daughter. Plead the blood over that son. Plead the blood over that car. When you get your money, plead the blood. Because when I see the blood... There's a, there's a last scripture in the book of Romans that I would just want you to read because how can we apply that blood? I'll tell you how we can apply that blood. Is it 12 o'clock yet? 10. 12 or 2. Good. My time. We gonna. Yeah, I got it. Yes. Romans 10. Verses 9. Romans 10 and verse 9. Because I'm going to show you how you can apply the blood of Jesus Christ to your life. 
that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. I want you to stop right there. Hmm. This is how you apply the blood of Jesus to your life. It's not just about saying the blood of Jesus. It's about confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Because Jesus represents the blood. You can't, you can't separate the two. If you talk about the blood, you got to talk about Jesus. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Go ahead. For with the heart. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. All right. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. You'll never be ashamed. Let me tell you, if you believe in the Lord, I don't care. You'll never be ashamed, George. You'll never be ashamed. Those who trust in the Lord will never be ashamed. That's why I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I preach this gospel as though it's the last day that I have to live because I am fully aware that every time I preach this gospel and every day that I live, I am dying. I am dying every day. And I don't know what tomorrow holds. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. Christ came into the world to save sinners. If you don't know Jesus, if you're a sinner, if you're living in sin, if you have never accepted him as your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here to preach. If you call upon him, you will never be ashamed. Go ahead. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. I don't care. For See, the same Lord go ahead. over all is rich oh, to God. all who call upon him. No distinction. I don't care whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you have a big house or a small one, whether you, whether you drive a fancy car or you ride a bicycle. There is no distinction when it comes to the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When it comes to the blood of Jesus, there is no distinction. For whosoever call on the name of the Lord. Deacons, help me with this communion table. We're going to have communion. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord. Would you lift your hands and begin to call upon him today? Would you lift your hands and begin to call upon him today, everybody? Don't call a pastor hunt. Don't call on an evangelist. Call on Jesus. Uh, somebody said, a songwriter said, when I call on Jesus, uh, all things are possible. I'm going to let you go. This blood, this wine, you take these emblems I hope you have a better understanding of what it represents and if you're sick in your body I want you to believe healing 
Whatever you're going through, whatever your concerns are, when you take these emblems today, would you confess it to God? Would you be honest with him? Say, God, I'm struggling with this. Oh, I'm struggling with that. And I need your blood to help me. Father, bless these emblems. And as we partake of it, let it bring healing today. Let it bring forgiveness of sins. Let it bring provision and peace and joy. You said to take it as often as we can because you never want us to forget the blood that was shed on Calvary Cross. So bless these emblems, I pray. In Jesus' name. The Lord's valley, oh, the blood that gives me strength from this to this, it shall never. Reaches to the highest mountain. some yokes this morning. I believe in the blood that cancer, death and sickness.
can wash away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Sing it again. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And oh, precious is the blood Sing it. What can wash away my Son Jesus Christ to wash you with his blood. Father, wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from every sin, from all unrighteousness, sin that I have committed, and sin that I am not even aware that I have committed. Cleanse me and forgive me and wash me with your blood. I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for dying and shedding your blood. Thank you, Holy Spirit, leading me through the blood of Jesus. Now I'm going to instruct you as to how to take the cup and drink. After you have drink, you have eaten the bread and have drunk the grape juice that represent the blood. I want you to plead that blood over a particular situation that you are facing. But I just don't want you to say it casually. Because you see the enemy. The enemy 
is not your friend. He wants to destroy your home. He wants to destroy your health. He wants to destroy your finances and everything. When you have taken the cup, the bread, and the wine, I want you to plead the blood of Jesus over a particular situation that you are concerned about. And trust the Lord to turn things around. I want you to remember Brother Francis in the hospital, Antoine. I thought it was Francis Hall when I got the message. I was praying for the wrong person, but it wasn't the wrong person, if you understand. But pray for him. I think his wife is traveling, but the text that I received, I thought was the other Francis, but it's Francis Antoine. I think he's in the hospital. He's not feeling well. Please remember him in your prayers, please. The night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and the wine and blessed it. And after he blessed it and he gave him thanks, he, dis he, he, he distributed to his disciples and he said, this is my body. I want you to hold the bread that was broken for you. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of that bread. same manner also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is a new covenant in my blood not the old one the new one the one that you can come boldly for yourself he said drink ye all of it Now, I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to point your hand just like this. I want you to close your eyes. Don't look around. Close your eyes because sometimes people could terrify you. Just close your eyes. And plead the blood of Jesus over that situation, whatever it is. Say, sickness in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Come on. Plead the blood over that husband. I plead the blood over my husband. I plead the blood over my wife. I plead the, the blood over my daughter, over my son. Or I plead the blood over my home. Come on, in the name of Jesus. The enemy is, is giving you a fight in a particular area. I plead, plead the blood over your job, over your co-worker. Come on, plead the blood of Jesus. Yes, that's right. Go ahead and do it. Nobody don't have to hear what you're saying. Do it. Do it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. How many of you know that the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent take it by force. Sometimes you have to rise up and take back what God has given you. Take back what the devil has stolen from you. Oh, you used to have joy, but there's no more. Take back your joy, somebody. Take back your peace, somebody. Take back your happiness. Take back your family. Take back your relationship with God and your family. 
take back your ministry. What God has given you. What God has called you to do. Take it back. Plead the blood of Jesus. With your hands and say, I will live and not die. Everybody. I shall live and not die. To declare the works of God. One more time. I will live and not die. To declare the works of God. I am healed. I'm not sick. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am blessed. I am not cursed. I have joy. I have peace. I have happiness. I am strong in the Lord. And no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Come on, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper in Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of appreciation all over this place. Come on, just clap your hands, all he people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Some of you have to go home. Some of you have to go to your home and plead the blood of Jesus. Some, some things in your home, you got to plead the blood of Jesus. Go in your wardrobe, walk around the whole house and plead the blood of Jesus. You can do it in a fresh spirit right now. Because you are under attack. And God told me to tell you, apply the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to tell you this just before we go. We're going to do something. So, Pastor, you're going to talk. There is somebody that is in need, right? You know your pastor will never stand here. I said that and I will stand to my promise. I will never stand up here and ask for money for myself. But there's somebody that I don't want to call their name that need help financially. I had a meeting with some of the leaders yesterday and we want to do something. And if the church can't help, I don't know who can help. So all I'm saying, you want to bless somebody who, you've got to trust Pastor Hunt and trust his leadership. Somebody who uh, is in need. And I, I thought about how to do this. This is the only way I can to get people involved. Somebody's in need. They're sick, they're in need. They, they. You know what I mean when I say that. And I know all of us are in need. I know all of us are in need. But I want you to pray. Father, we pray that you will bless this gift that your people are about to give. Bless the one that it will be given to. In Jesus' name I pray. Sarah, would you bring the uh, plate for me, please? Right, Brother Lamy or somebody. George is coming. Oh, okay. And if you would just just um, come and whatever you just just give it to this morning, we'll appreciate it very very much. You don't have to if you if you can't, but whatever you can, 
appreciate it. Give like you are in need. Thank you so much. Thank all of our guests for being here today. We hope that God has ministered to you in some little way. And if you are here for the first time, if you are here for the first time, we will meet you right in the room as we go through this door. The first door on my right and all our heads of department and leadership. I sent out a text yesterday that we want to see you right after service. It would not be long. It will be very short. Um, so thank you very much. So if you'll give it, give it to, um, oh, thank you so much. How are you? Thank you so much for your, your generosity. We appreciate it. And give it to Sister uh, Avira. She knows about this. Give it to her. And um, they're going to take care of that. Thank you so much for your giving. All our guests, again, thank you for coming. Would you lift your right hand as we pronounce the benediction? May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, may the love of God and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, remain, and abide with us all, both now and forever. And the church says, Amen. Be friendly. Greet our guests. Don't greet your friend. Greet somebody that you don't know. Tell them it was so good to be in the house of the Lord. <laughs>